Christus vincit, Christus regnat, Christus imperat. Christ conquers, Christ reigns, Christ commands. These are the words of the Easter antiphon and the words inscribed upon the obelisk that stands facing the city of Rome from the piazza in front of St Peter's Basilica. It rightly and fully captures the meaning and the result of Christ's resurrection. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him because he surrendered himself to death and by his rising shows forth the awesome power and grandeur of God the Father. Well, welcome back to my podcast. Just some news to share. The podcast is now available on the Apple Podcast platform through Apple Music. All you do is search for Behold, I Stand at the Door and Knock, and you should find it easily. And then you'll be able to subscribe. Now that platform is sorted, I'll go ahead and apply for it to be available on the Google platform. If there are other platforms that are helpful to you, let me know and I'll find out about how to apply to them as well. If you are expecting a homily for Holy Thursday and Good Friday, I apologise. I was concelebrating with the bishop here at the cathedral for those sacred triduum ceremonies and so it was his role to preach since he has the apostolic authority. But now let us together turn our minds, our hearts and our internal eyes of faith to Easter Sunday. It is said that a graveyard, a cemetery, is a remarkably quiet place. That most likely is correct. However, I have been to some cemeteries that are noisy, but mainly from being near a busy road or a train line. It is correct that the inhabitants of a cemetery are a quiet lot. This rather flippant thought came to mind as I read the opening for the Gospel for Mass during the day of Easter Sunday. We read, It was very early on the first day of the week, and still dark, when Mary of Magdala came to the tomb. I wonder what she was thinking, what she was feeling as she walked through the darkness and the silence of the early morning to the tomb where Jesus had been laid on Friday afternoon. Of course, we do not know for sure, but even the speculation can be fruit for prayer, especially that imaginative prayer so loved and promoted by St Ignatius of Loyola. I did think, though, that Mary's experience was very much like that of most Catholics around the world this Easter, as we live with the conditions and the restrictions that the Wuhan virus has brought to us. These certainly are times of isolation, dislocation, and even loneliness for us. 
there is also an enormous deprivation as the churches are closed. It's like being locked out of our homes. Then there is the absence of Holy Mass, of Holy Communion. In some places there is no confession available as well. It is like the silence of the tomb has descended upon the church. Mary came upon the evidence for the resurrection when she arrived at the tomb. The stone was rolled away and the tomb was empty. Sometime earlier, in the darkness and the silence of the grave, life and light had erupted forth and she was soon to experience personally the reality of that. This is the important part for us at this time. There is plenty that seeks to rob us of the joy of Easter. But it is not just some situation or circumstance. It is the personal reality of evil, the devil and all his demons. Cardinal Raymond Burke has described this well when recently he wrote, and I quote, Satan has perhaps never had a better tool than the coronavirus for stealing our joy in celebrating the holiest days of the year, the days during which Christ won for us eternal life. How he would like to take the holiness from the one week of the year which is known simply as Holy Week. Certainly, Satan is using the suffering which has beset so many homes, neighbourhoods, cities and nations to tempt us to doubt our Lord and the faith, hope and love which are his great gifts to us for our daily living. End of quote. His Eminence goes on to point out that the Easter celebration is not just a matter of good feelings. Rather, the joy of Easter is grounded firmly in the eternal and historical truth that Christ rose from the dead. And he did that in our human nature, so that our human nature could share in his victory over death and evil. We experience that in this life in part and can experience it forever in heaven because we have been baptised into Christ's death and into his resurrection. This gives us courage and consolation no matter what hardships we may be suffering. It is Satan who is trying to steal our joy this Easter. But as we read in Psalm 52, he loves lies more than truth. Let us not give way to the lie of Satan who would convince us that this year we have nothing to celebrate. The truth is we have everything to celebrate. 
For Christ has gone before us in every suffering and accompanies us in all our sufferings so that we remain strong in his love, the love which conquers every evil. As we turn our attention briefly to the other two visitors to the empty tomb at dawn on Easter day, we behold John, the beloved disciple and the author of the Gospel. After Peter had entered the tomb, John entered and saw not the risen Lord, but the evidence of his resurrection. John saw and he believed. It is the same for us. We do not see with our physical eyes the risen Lord, but we certainly do behold the evidence. Though it might be via a TV or phone or tablet, you behold the sacred liturgy of the Church, which proclaims Christ is risen and proclaims the power of his victory and proclaims that his grace is among us. So we can with full confidence say, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Therefore celebrate Easter Sunday with a feast of good food and fine wine, which is a very biblical thing to do. And though it may be a smaller celebration than usual, let it be just as joyful. And remember Easter is not just a day, but an octave and a season. Indeed, it is our whole life. As Christians. A joyous and blessed Easter to you all and to your families.